there's this one website I went to for like homework answers that is like spamming me with pop-ups that I can't get rid of. So he looks fat. That's fun. That's awesome. <laughs> Just in the nick of time is a staunch supporter of academic integrity. Yes, yes, we are. And speaking of uh, proud academic integrity, oh, what? You've got to be kidding me. I closed the window. Dude, we're just having a fucking day of it, man. This whole thing. You want to you wanna know how my day's gone? My day's gone so poorly that when I went to the coffee shop and, like, the barista's like, oh, man, you look like you're having a go of it. And I was like, listen, man, you want to hear about my day? Here's how it goes. And after I got done telling him the story, he said, don't worry about it. It's on the house. Just take the coffee and leave. So, yeah, we're having a time here. But go support Meadowlark Coffee. They don't sponsor us in any way other than they gave me a free coffee today, and they're great, and I will now frequent them all the time because they're literally three minutes from my house. And if you go there, you might have a chance of meeting me. So if you're looking for a brush with stardom, the lesser lesser half of Just in the Nick of Time will occasionally be in Meadowlark Coffee from now on. <laughs> And it was good. I had the caramel macchiato iced. It was phenomenal. And it kept me from killing someone today. Okay. Sorry. I'm. No, it's cool. I'll just keep talking about the ways that Metal Art Coffee is keeping the homicide rates lower in Lincoln, Nebraska. <laughs> I cannot be the only person who's had this experience. Again, not a sponsor. <laughs> but, but saved my life today. Or more specifically, the life of someone else. Probably just the nearest person. I probably would have killed Graf out of a blind rage. Graf's my roommate. Say hi, Graf. Hi. Hi. You're on our very serious podcast now. It seems super serious. Graf, how do you feel about college football being back in Nebraska? Uh, I have no thought slash opinion on it. Like You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> A pre-law student was diplomatic. <laughs> now it's our turn to not be that at all. Yes. I just cleared my cookies. I think we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, just, I, I, I want folks to appreciate you right now because you are currently being cyber attacked and are still committed to making this pod work. I'm a little bit scared that this horrifying fucking virus is going to jump on the Zoom link and come eat my soul instead. But, um, yeah. Oddly enough, it's a virus that spans me for advertisements for an antivirus, so... <laughs> Please, buy Norton 360. Clearly yes. you need it. And the Norton You're website it sends me to... It looks really legit, and I'm impressed. <laughs> so it's a fake Norton that they're sending you to. I know, but it looks really legit. They're, this, like, shady graphic design department did their job, man. Somebody's, somebody's grandma just got shafted by this. Like, she's so screwed. <laughs> All three years of the rest of her life are going to suck. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about why we're discombobulated and talking on a, what is it? What is it? Wednesday? The yes. days blend together. I've started marking them on the wall. <laughs> why are we here today, Justin? Because at 9.30 this morning, the Big Ten decided <laughs> they... I'm sorry, back. I said something about the fact that we, yes, they're back. I can't stop thinking about the fact that we would have been here last night if Hank Pounce 
fake bounce and his no, I'm mixing it up. It's Ted Carter. I just named his pre- predecessor. Yes. Oh, if if Ted Carter, our favorite MASH character, had... Um, <laughs> I'm just going to let that slide. I don't want anyone to know about this running joke. We're just... It's now just in the nick of time canon that Ted Carter is one of the lesser characters from MASH. Yes. And that's all you need to know. Yes. And, and this character said on a hot mic that tonight we are going to announce that we are playing football again. And of course he knew what he was doing. There was no way that was an accident because that is way too specific a sentence to just casually <laughs> throw out in conversation. Like... Yeah. That's yeah, like if you don't just say like at exactly this time we're gonna announce exactly this thing that we've been waiting to announce. Like because if he was wrong, he looked pretty stupid. The trouble is he put himself in a position where he was right, and he still looks pretty stupid. <laughs> oh, this guy, this guy, I swear. Um, but obviously he was correct. Yes. And this has massive implications on this state, on this nation, but most importantly, on this podcast. Yes. <laughs> so we actually should talk about it again. I'm so excited. And we will be doing a full season preview eventually. Um, whenever we have a schedule, whenever we have a sense of what's actually going on, whenever we have something about this makeshift, weird, strange season to tell you. Um, mm-hmm. But for now, we wanted to fill you in. Yes, we are aware that, that our sad little podcast has been resuscitated. Um, and, and we will probably have more regular content going forward that is more than just us talking about whatever sport is on um, and instead something we actually kind of know about and care about. Yes. Um, and I would say, additionally, um, we want today to walk through kind of what this format is and what it might kind of mean for Nebraska. Is that a fair assessment of where we're headed, Justin? Yeah, because, you know, they're not putting the old schedule back, the old rules back. This is a new, different type of thing. Eight-game schedule that wraps up one week before the college football playoff rankings are announced. And this is my favorite part about the new schedule. Uh, conference championship week, it's not going to be just the top team from the East plays the top team from the West. Team number two from the East plays team number two from the West, and it goes all the way down. So every team will play nine games against at least like eight unique opponents. There's a chance we could have a repeat there. The other great thing that um, that r slash CFB on Twitter pointed out today which I love the fact that I never go to r slash CFB, but their tweets are always at the top of my feed every time because I like their tweets an insane amount. Whoever's running the Twitter account for the Reddit for college football is, is phenomenal. What they pointed out is that this makes it possible to get to nine Windiana this year. Yes, it which, does. Um, I will be heartbroken if that doesn't happen. If Indiana University doesn't win a natty this year, I will be crushed, I tell you. Broken as a person. They're my new Wake Forest. <laughs> because as we've seen, Wake Forest cannot be my Wake Forest. No. Wake Forest, 
<laughs> it took a global pandemic to get them college game day, and they still lost by like four touchdowns. <laughs> hey, I for one like teams that lose on college game day uh, by by several touchdowns and get embarrassed by a much better team that is clearly playoff bound. We still hold the record for largest home loss on game day. Not even Lake Forest in a pandemic could take that from us. Anyway, it's a bright new day. It's a bright new future. Nothing is stopping Husker football except itself, which, you know, has never gone poorly before. No. <laughs> um, yeah. Emotionally. Where are you at with all of this? Um, again, uh, when, when I read, like, the statement that it's like, here's the stuff that we think's changed, here's why we're coming back, why couldn't we have figured this out earlier? Like, <laughs> well, I'm of several minds about this. <laughs> On one hand, I, and I want to start here, I'm excited for this season, and we are going to cover it. But there are still legitimate questions about the responsibility of this season. And I'm a reporter. I want to speak objectively as possible. And so it would be irresponsible for us not to point out that this might end up being unsafe for certain people. Um, I think clearly what we've seen so far is that the safety protocols are going to be the best in the nation, beating other conferences by far. Um, one of the big things that I think we were waiting for is better chest scan MRI capability directly in each university to kind of fight the concern of myocarditis, which obviously, because Big Ten players have already been affected, um, is huge. Um, is there a point to be made somewhere about rapid testing uh, being available for football players and not, you know, the elderly? Absolutely think that's fair. But my outlook is we have a football season. We have a football season whether we were asking for one or not. And it would feel almost more futile to me to say I'm not going to in the ways I normally do, but obviously in a distance capacity. It would be silly for me to say I'm not going to participate in this season. Now, I don't know if I'll attend games. Um, it doesn't sound like there's any attendance slated so far. Would you at all be surprised if Bill Moose pulls that rabbit out of his hat? Not particularly. I would not be stunned. I think but it's going to be a battle for him, but he clearly wants it. I don't think the conference will let him is the thing. Like, this is conference-wide. No fans to start. Like, if No fans to start. Yeah. But it was specifically to start. So who the hell knows what December looks like? And could I see a world in which fans are allowed in a limited capacity for the last three games? If you're a season ticket holder, you get to go to one. You don't get to pay. Yeah, I can absolutely see that. Um, I am, at the end of the day, part of me is overjoyed. <laughs> because I think I speak for the pod when I say this city is not the same without Husker football. It's, it's just not. And I think it was more painful than I led on. And I'm, I think this is probably fair for Justin too. 
to watch college football resume in South Bend and to watch college football resume in South Carolina and to watch it resume almost entirely across the country, have all of our great rivals playing, you know, except the ones in the Big Ten. Texas can play football. Oklahoma can play football. And we can't play football. If you don't view that as a visceral injustice, I can't help you. Like, that is – it hurt. It stung. And part of it was knowing – and I know we're going to get here eventually, but maybe I'll just take us here now. Part of that was knowing we're in a conference that no longer respects us. And that those were the people that had made this decision, which again, I don't know enough to know if it was the right or wrong decision. I just know that the way it was made and the way it's been covered by ESPN in particular. In fact, I want to drill down my anger specifically to ESPN and USA Today. Um, because I think those two outlets have done a particularly crappy job of covering this. Just a second. I'm going to go turn that fan off. Yeah, no worries. We'll take a brief intermission. All right. This is important stuff, and I don't want a big fan getting in the way of the big fan talking. So whenever you're ready now, let them have it, Nick. Um, okay. Where to begin? To begin, we're going to talk about Desmond Howard directly after, which, have we talked about this on the pod yet? Uh, we mentioned it in our uh, What the Heck Going On Out Here episode yes. the day after they canceled. <laughs> um, hello. Uh, this, is a, this is an audio medium, but I want to make clear that I just rolled my sleeves. Um, Desmond Hugh Howard. I don't know if it's cute. Someone, you can Wikipedia that if you want. I wish we had people for this, but clearly this is not the world's greatest research podcast. Dustin, uh, Desmond Q. Howard. My frustration with you knows no bounds because at every single turn along the way, what's that? The K for Kevin. Mr. D. Kevin Howard. At every step of the way in your spat with Husker fans, and if people don't know what happened, Desmond Howard said some things on like some sort of off day equivalent of college game day. Um, you know, that thing they throw on when they didn't have tennis to show you uh, during, during the midst of the, the bad part of the pandemic. Uh, Mr. Howard effectively <laughs> smack talked Nebraska for things that I might deem fair. Is it possible? Is it possible? Can I see the argument that we push too hard to have a football season? Absolutely. What Mr. Desmond K. Howard needn't do was question, I think, not just the administration at Nebraska and not just the student body at Nebraska and not just the athletics department at Nebraska, but the entire institution and arguably the state. Desmond Howard just came out and made the assertion that effectively Nebraskans don't care about one another, which I take personally, incredibly so. Um, I know this state to be a very caring place. I know this state to be a place that loves football. I 
ask Mr. Howard to come back. And instead of making us all get up at, actually, I didn't sleep, so the day before, to, to see him, I encourage him to come to a game, stand in the student section, see what that's about, and wonder whether or not <laughs> this is the kind of thing that a city would have to at least make tough decisions about, right? I, I really, I don't know Desmond Howard, obviously, but he also doesn't know us. And taking that shot seemed unfair. Now, after that, what I thought was particularly hypocritical is there were folks at ESPN that piggybacked that, but I thought for the most part, they were more respectful. The hypocrisy I've seen from ESPN is launching a thank you, Notre Dame, for pushing to play football, for making the right decision to, to let us all come together and appreciate this. And today, I'm watching ESPN talk about how the Big Ten is back. We've got celebration tweets from almost every team in the Big Ten, including Ohio State, who they mentioned pushed particularly hard for a season. Nothing from us. No love from us all day. Now, uh, did you read the USA Today op-ed? Uh, I... <laughs> I saw uh, some names trending on Twitter, and I'm like, dear Lord, what did these people do now? And I was not prepared for what happened when I clicked on them. <laughs> so for those who haven't read it, I think you should. Because I think it makes some very good points. And it says some things about the identity of the Big Ten and what it is as an, ins it is an institution, and it questions whether or not this is the move against them. I think that's all fair. I want to have a free and honest public debate about this. I'm not gonna put my finger on the scale either side. What is categorically out of line is the fact that this article referred to this as the darkest day in Big Ten history, which, pardon my French, is grade A, weapons grade, premium horseshit. These are the people that brought you Larry Nassar, right? These are the people who ran a Maryland player to death. A Maryland player. This guy didn't die because he was chasing a national championship. This guy got killed because he was chasing a six-win season. <laughs> was the best he could have done. And these people worked him to death. And now you're going to tell me that by deciding to play football this year, this is the darkest day? That's pretty revisionist about this campus. And there's a specific graph that refers to this as the Nebraskaization of the Big Ten. Really. Is this team blameless? No. I have already called into question whether or not we should have pushed as hard for this season, but here we are. But to call this the Nebraskaization of the Big Ten, I think it was Penn Stateized. And I think it was Ohio State-ized, and I think it was Marylandized far before we came along and, and shook anything up. The only difference between this institution and many of the other institutions is that our president and chancellor agreed with our athletic department. That's the space between one and zero here. So trying to paint us as the sole perpetrators of this. This, which again, everyone has agreed on now that we're doing this, right? You haven't seen a school opt out of playing football now. It's, just, it's, it's, you know, it's another way in which people can paint Nebraskans as the little brother.
which they will always be want to do. And will I be frank and say that this is exactly the reason that people in Nebraska don't like media types? This is it. This is why we all get a bad rap. Nuance, ladies and gentlemen, nuance. All right, that's good for my Stephen A. impression. Let's, uh, let's talk about this season that's actually going to happen, man. Yeah, um, <laughs> I will think it's important to note that uh, in the initial vote, which got confirmed one month after the vote took place, that there, A, was a vote, and B, this is how the teams voted. Nebraska, Iowa, and Ohio State were the only teams that voted for playing. And um, Ohio State is a playoff contender every year, and Nebraska and Iowa are the only two states without a professional team of any sort. So I, I think that's probably the reasons why they fought as hard as they did. I, I, don't think it, I don't think you should have to look farther than that to understand why we wanted this thing. Like, Endless respect to Purdue. Endless respect to Purdue. But, um, but a Purdue football season does not mean the same thing to, what are they, in West Lafayette? Yes, they are. As, as a Husker football season means to Lincoln, Nebraska. And the whole state. And let's be honest, like, most Purdue fans care about the Colts way more. Like, right. Yeah. Um, so, we don't have a schedule yet. No. But uh, we obviously know effectively who we're playing. I mean... We know our division we're playing, and most people are theorizing that um, the cross-divisional opponents will be based by location rather than previously scheduled opponents, so they don't have to travel as far. That would give us Michigan State and Indiana. Uh, they are the two closest teams to us from the other division. And... But I think if... If my conspiracy senses tingled the right way, uh, we're definitely getting Ohio State because the Big Ten wants to punish us some way. Yep, I think that I think that will be proof positive that we are as in the doghouse as we can possibly find ourselves. And plus, there's a reason the Big Ten announced the season when they announced it. They want Ohio State to get in the playoff, and what easier way to do it than to cupcake their way with us? Right. I mean, who will their cross-division opponents be? Us okay. and... Like, gosh, uh, Northwestern, probably. Right. I mean, they're already in a division with Rutgers in Maryland. I mean, they could, they could... I could see a world in which Ohio State wins all of their games. And the selection committee says, you've played less games, you've played a weird season, against a Big Ten that right now doesn't look very good. Like, okay, you beat Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Iowa, and Penn State. But probably not even Minnesota and Iowa. You probably beat Wisconsin and Penn State. Have fun in a New Year's Six that is not a bowl game. I mean, that is not a playoff game. I, like, if Ohio State runs the table and every game gets played as scheduled, they will be 9-0. and And if a team in the SEC were to do the same, they would be 11-0. and I don't think those two extra games would be enough to keep them out, especially a brand like Ohio State, 
with a star like Justin Fields. Like if Indy, if Indiana ran the table, things would maybe be different. But um, you got to think, a the the Pac-12 is they're not even going to make an effort to play this fall, um, and then b the candidates everywhere else. Um, it's it's gonna, there's going to be a one loss team in all all these other conferences. So if there's an undefeated Big Ten team, they're likely going to take them, even over you know an undefeated Louisiana Lafayette who throttled Iowa State last week. You know, but I don't think like okay, I would be really surprised if they take a one loss Ohio State over a one yeah. loss SEC team. Ohio State has to play perfect, and Honestly, the Big Ten giving the impression that Ohio State, like, is going to get a cupcake ride might make it impossible for Ohio State. Like, I do think Big Ten schools have to show up, right? They cannot be a discombobulated mess, right? If, if Ohio State trounces us, but we look even worse than we did last time, that's an argument against Ohio State going into the playoff. Not to mention that. The way this thing is scheduled, things pretty much have to go perfect at these universities because this is eight games in eight weeks. Right, which it won't. And also, if a player tests positive, which is likely, they will be ineligible for 21 days from not just games, but practice as well. Which means they need at least a week to get back up to speed. Yeah, so that's half the season if you're positive. And, like, assuming asymptomatic and uh, all that other stuff. So, these teams' depth charts are going to get really, really flexed out. And if there's, like, if 5% of your team, if more than 5% of your team is positive, you just can't play. So, these are, I, I think these policies make a lot of sense from a safety perspective, but for a we need to get eight games done in eight weeks perspective. No, it doesn't like make sense. Not that I'm mad at the policies at all. It's just that this is going to require, you know, an effort. Unlike anything we've seen from a college before (laughs) dealing with this. I mean, even the NBA circle of safety had a guy named Daniel house jr. You know, (laughs) Try his darndest to pop that bubble. Uh, let's just not talk about the Rockets. A previously happily married man named Daniel House Jr. We are just... You know what? At least you're not the Clippers. My one-year contract with the Rockets is over, and I reserve the right to become a Celtics fan next fall. Because, <laughs> like, screw this. I showed up because I liked Mark D- Mike D'Antoni and I like James Harden. I think James Harden's probably going to leave. No. He's a cool I, 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 Westbrook's got to get out of here. That, that was like their last hurrah at relevance was Russell Westbrook. Because it basically reminded like after Chris Paul left, James Harden, like he had no friends left that he could call. So he just reaches back to some guy from high school and starts a pyramid scheme. That's what this whole Rocket season felt like. Nothing about Russell Westbrook screamed, this helps the Rocket style of basketball. Like the Rockets, a 
pure point guard in that offense. They had Mr. Basketball point guard prototype himself, Chris Paul, and that didn't work out. Then you have a guy who's the opposite of that. You tried to shove it in there. There was no way that was going to work. Um, I like the Celtics. Uh, they are my team for the rest of the playoffs. But if your Heat win, mm, Heat beating the Lakers after LeBron is now two teams removed from the, from the Heat. Oh, that'd be fun. That would be – see, what I want is for the Lakers to lose, ideally to the Nuggets. Uh, join me on the Heat Nuggets wagon. They are uh, – I'm, I'm on the Heat are fine. Celtics are fine. Nuggets are incredible wagon. Uh, I think – so I would rather see the Heat win this series. I really like this Celtics team and think that, like, they could be fun moving forward. But I also just think generally I would like to be an NBA mercenary from now on because I have seen just how quickly, as in in a matter of days, an entire organization can go to shit. And I just don't feel like I'm an emotionally stable enough person to let that happen. <laughs> so we're just, we're leaving. Houston's been nice. And uh, along with Mark D'Antoni, I, I pack my bags and uh, probably go to the East Coast somewhere. <laughs> Man, that even the firing of Mike D'Antoni, like he expected to get fired, but like days went by, no meeting was scheduled with him and the owner, and he's like, "I guess I'll just quit." Right, right. Like, okay, I'm just out of here. This was. <laughs> it's gotta be like I promise you. The subject line of that email was this whole thing was a bad idea. He's like, "There's no way they want me back. There's, there's just no way they do." I'm. Do they? Yeah. I'll show myself out. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel for the guy. Because I think if they hadn't hit this Lakers team, like this Lakers team was, it seemed like uniquely suited to lose to these Rockets, and it turned out uniquely suited to play these Rockets. Mm-hmm. Uh, why I hate these Lakers, man. I hate this basketball Frankenstein. Uh, just, I know. Like, game one, both of those series, there, it appears like, this team's a matchup nightmare for the Lakers. No way they bounce back now, and then they just slaughter them the other four games. And how not fun is that? Yes, exactly. And how other NBA does that feel when their biggest franchise just slaughters the, like, little upstart, like, that's been knocking at the door for years? Like, that felt like Adam Silver pressing the button, as Justin and I often joke, and it sucked. There's no basketball on tonight, is there? No. Uh, Heat Celtics goes, uh, comes back Thursday, then game one, Lakers-Nuggs, Friday night. Let's go and go! Oh, man, I'm so excited. So, um... Big Ten football? Um, yeah, it's... It's, it's happened. One heck of an effort to play everything is scheduled and that makes me question the whole point of scheduling it when we're scheduling it because uh, teams aren't likely to play all eight games and they're not likely to play all eight games at full strength so mm-hmm. uh, getting a team in the college football playoff has a long shot of happening if Ohio State's trotting out third stringers and they only play six games on the year 
So I'd, I'd much rather have a 10 game, the 10 game schedule we released earlier with weeks to spare for makeup games and just nobody makes the playoff. I get that, you know, it's coming from a Nebraska fan and we weren't going to sniff the playoff anyway, but. <laughs> right. No, I'm hundred percent with you. Like from a Nebraska centric perspective, that would have been ideal. Also, we got to do what's right for the, for the like conference as a whole. And if that means giving Ohio state, any wing and a prayer of making this happen. Okay. But I think they're overestimating how much people care about the college football playoff this year. Like, I I'm, agree. It's going to be a mess any way you cut it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. We will uh, we'll have to see. But um, I think that's pretty much all we had scheduled for today. Are there any good sports on tonight? I'm not asking you this for the pod. I'm asking you so I have something to watch while I'm editing. Okay. Um, I do have something I want to throw in at the start of this episode. Uh, <laughs> It's been, so. it's been meme to death already, but let's put the nail in this coffin. You, you know that scene from The Office where Michael's talking about how he had a vasectomy and got it reversed? 